0: the storms
1: tough weekend up through there man just a tough weekend good morning it's 507 trayware ktsa with elaine and chris and don and here to get you the news so let's dig in and we'll start right there with incredible storms that went through the entire midsection and mid-south of the united states with the uh, bulk of the damage and loss of life apparently and i say apparently on the loss of life because the number continues to uh swing wildly uh how many actually did die not gonna know for quite some time because of the uh, just utter devastation that happened up there over the weekend with these tornadoes uh, that went through apparently one of them could it's possible is the longest lasting on the ground tornado in our nation's history um the last one it dates back to about 1925 and it was 200 miles this one apparently was 250 miles, the big one that caused the majority of the death and damage and destruction in uh, in Kentucky. So this just really went through about six states and all kinds of uh, storms. It was straight-line winds. There was flooding. Uh, there was lightning and thunder, and, of course, everybody focusing on the tornadoes because you can't look at a television screen, haven't been able to look at a television screen since Friday and not see the mass destruction, whether it's that Amazon warehouse that collapsed and uh, six people uh, so far known to be dead in that collapse, or whether it was the church building or we could go on and on and talk about the various uh, buildings, candle factory up there, a nursing home that was completely crushed. But it reminded me of the huge level five or EF5 that went through Gerald, Texas back in the 1990s. And uh, where where nothing, basically nothing was left on its foundation. And that's that's what we're seeing in this swath in, again, primarily uh, Kentucky. Uh, The fire chief and EMS director there, Jeremy Creason, said, we have at times had to crawl over casualties, dead people, to get to live people. And uh, survivors were inside these buildings live streaming, trying to get EMS workers uh, to them, trying to describe where they may be. Again, in March of 1925, you had a 220-mile uh, tornado that went through uh, Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana. Uh, this one looks like it was probably 250 miles long. And the president, of course, immediately came out to say, well, we'll get you all the help that you need, but this is why we are fighting with uh, global warming, and, and this is being caused by global warming uh that's not true scientifically that's not true and i think i'll just go ahead and use science and the facts to debunk that right now because when you get to work today uh that might come up particularly if there's a uh, far lefty that you work with it may come up and somebody may say well look at what global warming is doing because that's what the democrats did all weekend and it started with joe biden and by the way you know i don't like him you know i don't like him as president Uh, But the president has a particular role to fill, and that is in a national tragedy, you are to console, you are to help the country through a national tragedy, you are to offer resources, and that's it. You are to not politicize that moment as they do when there's a shooting. But left-wing nut jobs such as Joe Biden cannot help themselves and they have to politicize it and I'm going to point it out when they do which is exactly what he did the very next day couldn't help himself couldn't let a tragedy go by you still had dead people and still have dead people in these buildings right now but it was it was not even a day old it was just a few hours old and he's uh, immediately going into global warming he can't he can't help himself Somebody writes it on the screen, and he takes it and runs with it. But these are the radicals that are running our country right now. All I know right now is the intensity of the weather across the board as some impacts the consequence of warming of the planet and climate change, he said, right after it happened. The problem is the storms have not become more intense due to climate change. Former Obama administration official Stephen Coonan wrote a book called unsettled what climate science tells us what it doesn't and why it matters page 112 from that book hurricanes and tornadoes show no changes attributable to human influences the best we can say is that if anything u.s tornadoes have become more benign over the past 75 years you hear that even over at the Associated Press, a far left wing news organization that would love to politicize this, even they said, look, attributing a specific storm like Friday's to the effects of climate change remains very challenging. In other words, for AP, that means we can't do it. There is no, we can't make that connection. The fact is, if you want to look at the numbers and the facts, which anybody who's trying to politicize something, they won't look at the facts, but I do. The facts. Tornadoes are not becoming more frequent. The average is about 1,200 observed each year, ranging from 900 to 1,600 or so. So what are we saying? Well, we see the FEMA director also saying that this is climate change. This is going to be our new normal, said the FEMA director, Deanne Criswell. She said the effects we are seeing of climate change are the crisis of our generation. But Bjorn Lumberg said blaming global warming for natural disasters is completely wrong. He's the author of the Skeptical Environmentalist and the director of the Copenhagen Consensus Center. He says, by playing to tasteless politics, it ignores the opportunity to find smart solutions. The official count of strong to violent tornadoes in the United States do not show an increase, but rather a downwards trend. Approximately one less tornado every two years since 1954. Improved tornado observation practices, such as Doppler and other warning systems, have led to an increase in the number of reported weaker tornadoes like EF0, EF1, Tornadoes that were non-detectable back in the 50s because we didn't have this kind of, uh, of reporting. So you've got these softer tornadoes, EF0 or EF1, that are being reported more frequently. But for anybody, and if a lefty hits you up today over a cup of coffee and says, look what's going on, these tornadoes are really going crazy because of global warming, you say to them, you're suggesting that tornadoes are happening because of climate change. Do you have statistics to show that? What study can you cite? Because here in the United States, strong tornadoes and damages have declined since 1950. There was a spike in 1965 that was up to 32 or thereabouts. You had another spike and a huge spike in 1974 when you had about 30 six and a moderate spike in 2010 when you had a little over 20 violent tornadoes ef4 plus other than that the numbers have been falling off precipitously Of very strong ef4 and plus tornadoes they have been falling off so this is just a sleight of hand once again the idea is to make us all poorer by taking more money out of our pockets and giving it to their political friends who spend a lot of money. You know, like, they, like they've done with the abortion industry for years. The Democrats and the abortion industry, all they do is they funnel money to the abortion industry who turns around and gives that money to Democrats. They did it back in the early part of the 1900s with labor. And unions, they'd funnel money to the unions, and the unions would funnel the money right back to Democrats. Well, they're doing it with the greenies. It's the same thing. The money comes back to the Democrats. That's all this whole Green New Deal and this push about this is. Because the facts, if you care about the facts, and I do, and I know you do too, the facts don't back them up. The facts are on our side. Let's keep that in mind. 210 599 It has some impact here, but I can't give you a, a quantitative reading. And he's lying. Okay? So keep that in mind. He's lying. The facts don't back him up. 521 and human-related warming. Okay? So this uh, mass that we're flying through the universe, as it rotates, it heats and cools and heats and cools, and it's done it Forever and mankind, we think way too much of ourselves if we think that we are causing the heating of this planet. Anyway, uh, Tom Brady, 700 TD passes. Man, your wrist may be glowing over there. You got a little pulsation going on your wrist. 700 TD passes. By the time he's done, when he's about 110, he will own every record uh, for QB in the NFL. Uh, Herbert, by the way, 63-yard touchdown pass yesterday. He may be the new Tom Brady. He it, just might be. Anyway, Vicente Fernandez passed away over the weekend. It was not uh, unexpected. Uh, the great mariachi uh, operatic voice, uh, just the, the guy, Vover, volver, and every, the other great hits that he had throughout the years, and television superstar in Mexico, El Rey, uh, the king of ranchero music, he um, fell back in august and has never really recovered he was uh, in the hospital for uh, several months and um, he passed away over the weekend at 81 big san antonio hit this guy with mariachi and all that here in san antonio he had a ranch right up around uh, blanco as a matter of fact spent a lot of time up there and uh, he will be missed uh, for sure they had a Stupid thing happened in, in Los Angeles related to that. Uh, he's got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and while people were there honoring him, somebody started shooting from a window uh, Oh, yesterday. Just, you know, the stupidity that's out there is incredible. Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace is leaving Fox News. He announced it yesterday. Well, bye. Uh, after 18 years, this is my final Fox News Sunday. It is the last time, and I say this with real sadness, we will meet like this. I have decided to leave Fox. I want to try something new to go beyond politics to all the things I'm interested in. I'm ready for a new adventure. I hope you'll check it out. And so, for the last time, dear friends, that's it for today. Have a great week, and I hope you'll keep watching Fox News Sunday. All right, uh, Chris got sideways with a lot of conservatives over the past several years. He is a uh, Washington and a New York insider, so to expect anything different, and I've said that for years about Chris Wallace, to expect anything different out of him just because he was on Fox was an unrealistic expectation. Um, He was raised by one of the biggest liberals this country has ever seen in media and that's his dad the the late uh, mike wallace and um he's going to go over apparently and do streaming on cnn which is where that medium is headed it's all going towards streaming just like you have fox nation which is number one in streaming and by the way i hear rumors go but fox nation may be uh working on their own a conservative ver- version of a couple things the view where they would have conservative women compete directly against the view and a conservative version of Saturday night live. I don't know. We'll see. I'm just hearing scuttlebutt about that. Nothing official. Just got some people whispering in my ear. It'll be interesting to see, but streaming is where it's at. And so he's going to go over apparently and work streaming at CNN, where he says, I'll be able to do more than uh, politics. But let me just say this about Chris. And let me say this about CNN if you work at CNN, you have to pledge to Jeff Zucker. You'll do what he says, and you will have his. We've talked about this many times. In fact, we talked about it on Wired Rhino last week, that you will represent his viewpoint, his narrative. Conservatives are bad, and we need to be more liberal. And uh, They are propagandists. I mean, Joe Rogan hit it right on the he- head. I've said it for years. CNN is a bunch of propagandists. That's what they do. And uh, so if you're going to work over there, you have to sign off on that, and you take your marking, marching orders every morning at 9 a.m. With a, with a call from Jeff Zucker, the head of the network. That's how it works over there. Uh, and, and you go to work over there knowing that. That's not the way it is at Fox. Chris just gave up a whole bunch of freedom by going to CNN because he has to carry the water that Jeff Zucker uh, wants you to carry. And so Chris will be in the middle of doing all that, I guess, on their streaming services. I don't know. I kind of had the feeling they were going to stick him in the Cuomo slot, but uh, apparently that's not going to happen. They're going to stick him in the the uh, streaming side of things, or so that's what they say at this point. Doesn't matter to me one way or the other. I really don't care. I don't watch those Sunday morning shows anymore because they've all began. They've all become propaganda. I'll look at some of the headlines every once in a while and see if anything stands out to me that I can bring to you here but I don't pay attention to those guys anymore because they all, all of those Sunday morning shows are all about a particular narrative that they are pushing, whether it's Raddatz on ABC it's Stephanopoulos on ABC, or whether it's the gang and nation over there on CBS, you know what Chuck, Chuck Todd stands for. You know what CNN stands for. And, and, and uh, Chris Wallace over at Fox was doing the exact same thing. In fact, yesterday on the way out the door, he had Lindsey Graham on and he just couldn't, couldn't stand it. You know, he had to, his last day, he had to bash Republicans on the debt ceiling as if the debt ceiling issue is the fault of Republicans and Republicans only. Why, why are you politicizing this? Blah, blah, blah. So, uh, Chris, you know, he was the one, remember during the Biden and, uh, Trump debate, he was the one that lied by omission and did not, when, when he, asked joe biden about the charlottesville deal and you know there were good people on both sides and all that chris wallace intentionally left out the context context of that quote and the story intentionally instead of putting laying the whole context context out there so that a national audience would hear that you know there's good people on both sides and uh and and chris was widely shamed for that as he should have been and then, of course, his comments on election night and whatever showed his true colors. But Fox is good with that. Fox, unlike CNN, if you're of the opposing viewpoint, Fox will have you on. Geraldo Rivera's on the, on the five every day. Uh, they've got this other girl who's a, who's a far lefty on the five every day. And whenever they have a conservative talking head up here, they always have the, the balancing side. CNN does not do that. that. Now, they'll have an institutional Republican on, like a Santorum or somebody, you know who who says the same thing that the democrat is saying they just put gop down at the bottom so uh bye chris you know enjoy it no no chris wallace not you don't leave get back in here it's like this should be much easier to to get along with everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was uh, joe biden on the jimmy kemmel show on a friday night well, he wasn't actually on the Jimmy Kimmel show. He was in the basement. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel was talking to a TV screen. <laughs> I mean, it's Kimmel, I'm sorry. Yeah, Fallon, 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 Fallon. And, uh, well, they're all the same, aren't they? <laughs> How do you tell them apart? They're all the same. They all have the same uh, shtick. They all bash conservatives. They all promote whatever Democrat cause they could find. All of them. From Colbert <laughs> to Kimmel to uh of course fallon so fallon was kissing his butt you're bringing class back man you're bringing class back i thought it was great to see you there and i thought uh, i said i, I was uh, we gave you a standing ovation because i go here he is he's bringing class back he's a classy guy and you're bringing class back to the office ah! and i thought it was, it was very amazing that he did that yeah yeah let me sniff your hair okay uh, let me bring a little class back <laughs> i'll sniff your hair is that all right come here come here can we snuggles (laughs) snuggles the clown anyway uh right after that joe biden immediately shifted to bashing republicans saying uh you know donald trump keeps yeah of course he went right to donald trump donald trump keeps sort of seems to me feeding the big lie it makes it awful hard i don't know what what that means and um So uh, he immediately uh, went and tore into uh, Donald Trump and how Donald Trump would never go to those shows, uh, the Kennedy Center's honors and all that. Well, let's talk about what American people, according to ABC News, the far-left news network in America, one of them, is ABC. An ABC ipsos poll that came out over the weekend. Even they can't make him look pretty. They're trying. Don't think they wouldn't try. But uh, it's ABC after all. 69% of Americans give Biden a thumbs down at his handling of inflation. Only 28% approve. 57% disapprove of how he has guided the economic recovery. He also gets poor marks for his handling of gun violence and crime and immigration. His job approval ratings have been tanking since August. What happened in August? You got it. The whole Afghanistan debacle. His approval rating for COVID is the lowest since he took office in January. Americans are skeptical about his response to the Russian troop buildup in Ukraine. The national murder rate has skyrocketed since he's been in office because people know, the criminals know, that they're not going to be prosecuted. Let's talk about the inflation, by the way. We got the inflation numbers on Friday morning, and we mentioned them. And you heard numbers like uh, six six point eight percent, six point nine percent inflation. You heard seven point one percent year over year growth of inflation, and so on—the most that we've had in nearly forty years since nineteen eighty-two, et cetera. You've heard all of that stuff, right? And what Joe Biden said over the weekend, and what Saki said over the weekend, absolutely makes uh, no sense whatsoever. They say that, well, the inflation is uh, not being caused by any of our policies whatsoever. And look, we've got good inflation. Good inflation. So when you talk to the American people, though, we have to talk about the real numbers. And you know you're getting poorer when you don't have the money to do the things that you once did. When you have to start deciding, am I going to do this or eat? And that's where Americans are today. Americans are to the point now where they're having to make decisions like, do I pay the electric bill to keep the lights turning on at the house? Or do I go to the grocery store? That's a reality today. Why is that? Inflation. Nothing makes Americans poorer, faster than inflation does. And the new inflation numbers that came out on Friday says we're in the worst position we've been in 40 years. It's up almost 7% over the past 12 months. However, those aren't real numbers. It's up much more than that. The Consumer Price Index is a fake number that politicians can play with and generally say whatever they want to say. But if you just printed too, too many U.S. dollars, funding useless programs and paying off your donors, if you're a politician, if you did that, you would devalue the dollar, right? And that's exactly what's happened. And you would cause inflation over time. That's exactly what happened. And you would impoverish more people, and that's exactly what's happened. These are the effects. And you want to hide those effects. So you want to tell everybody the economy is great, and that's why they came up with the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. But there's only one accurate way that we can measure inflation in America, the most accurate way. You ask yourself, what does it cost you to live in America compared to what it did a year ago? It's not that hard. Just do the math. And there's an actual number out there. And and the rise in inflation is not even close to the 7% that Washington talks about. It's not even close. In the last year, in the past 12 months, the price of a used car, as an example, it's up 30%. 30. Beef prices up 21%. Crude oil up 55%. Dimensional lumber, 35%. Wheat, 37%, sugar, 33%, corn, 39%, palm oil, 43%, coffee, what you're drinking right now, 108%. Breakfast cereal, which some of you will eat this morning or already have, 114%. And those are the numbers on the labels at the grocery store. Because there's another one that I've talked to you about many times called shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. Economists use that term when there's stealth shrinking of consumer products. So companies sell you less product for the same price. So you're buying 10 ounces instead of 12, and you're paying the same price that you paid four foot of 12, but you're only getting 10 and those are the products that people buy most people in the country still live indoors the cost of living has gone up dramatically rent has gone up dramatically the people who love this is investors and they're not looking at the consumer price index what they do since they do this for a living they know how dangerous inflation looks like and that's why they're buying hard assets the median sales price of an existing single-family home in austin is up Austin. it's up 33 and a half percent in a single year the median price of a condo in miami has gone up <clears> 21 percent <throat> investors are afraid of where this is going to end up standard and poor's 500 is up 20 28 uh, percent over last year now that's real inflation that's that's a real inflation number so we're not talking about six or seven percent inflation You're talking about, depending on the item, in the 20s, 30s, and when you're talking about your coffee, 108% inflation. That's the real inflation. That's money being sapped out of your pocket. If you've looked at the energy prices recently, like natural gas and electricity and the cost of heating your home and cooling your home, it's incredible. And it has been because of the policies of this administration if you go back one year ago when we were under the previous administration, this was not the case. And of course, the lefties say, "Well, read an economy book, you'll learn that this is because this economy, this economy is overheated, and we don't have enough, we have a supply chain issue, and blah blah blah, blah blah." Well, the supply chain issue was created and is maintained and continued by the policies of this administration. They did this to you. They caused the price of everything to go up. And it was done intentionally. They meant to do it and they got it done. For real. For real. Are you having an energy crisis, huh? Are you? Well, we're in that time of year anyway. When people are going to get tired because you're going to be going and going and going and going and going and going and hour. I feel you. I feel you. In fact, uh, this weekend, I'm going to be hosting the Cornerstone uh, Portraits of Christmas, Christmas pageant on Sunday night, and there's rehearsals and everything. I feel you, man. Going a million miles an hour, huh? Well, actually, three in five Americans feel more tired than they ever have been in their lives, according to one poll. No, one poll, not one poll, but one poll is the name of the company. 60% say spending so much time at home last year has permanently sapped them of their energy. Chris, isn't that what we were just talking about? This is what this poll says. Too many people spent too much time at home, and man, am I tired now. 58% confessed to feeling disjointed and unfocused. And the survey says the most common uh, energy-depleting activity is a poor sleeping schedule well but one in two people half also blame long work hours staying inside too much during the lockdowns reason for perpetual exhaustion 46 percent add to their exhaustion is due too much screen time according to one in three respondents working from home many of the activities used to keep their energy levels up they no longer do that they're more sedentary these days Taking a walk, lifting some weights, running around. Most people aren't doing that anymore. They never returned to the active lifestyle after they got back outside. 64% reaching for drinks that contain caffeine, such as coffee and whatever. Video conferences has also worn people out. The whole Zoom thing has made them all tired. Well, I have two more stories here. Uh, One from the Wall Street Journal and one from the Washington Post says, we've got a teaching crisis in America because of that. It says, or both of these stories say, schools are adding extra days off for stressed out teachers who are at the breaking point left there by the pandemic. And parents furious that their children are going to miss more school. And we've seen that happen in the past week where you've got more of these schools going back to virtual learning or going back to stupid things like mask mandates. And the stories in both the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post saying following these lockdowns during the pandemic, school systems are now experiencing teacher shortages. They don't have enough teachers. And students need more help because they had a year off and they're way behind. They're trying to play catch-up. So school districts now, with the the frazzled teachers, they call them, are now offering them more and more half days where you can come in and just work the mornings and, and go home And they're also adding extra days off during the school year for teachers. As an example, they're adding more days around the holiday schedule. So instead of having two weeks off in the holidays, you'll have two weeks and a few days to get back to it. It just seems to me if you're frazzled from from being off of work for a year... that the last thing you want to do is have more time off from work. <laughs> but that's the answer from the school district because the problem is again according to the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post is that they they don't have enough teachers now. There's a teacher shortage cuz teachers are worn out from well, from from teaching and they're worn out from that. And now uh they they don't have any uh, enough substitutes. And so the only answer they can do now, the only answer that a lot of these school districts, and again, this is nationwide, and I don't know if you're experiencing it with your child's school district or not, but nationwide. So without teachers, and the teachers are worn out and frazzled, they can't work anymore, without substitutes because they can't find anybody to come in and be a substitute teacher who won't sing a Britney Spears song with a disco machine, so what are they going to (laughs) do? Well, they're taking more days off. They're just not going to be open as much which, again, you talk about a vicious cycle because it puts it right back on mom and dad because mom and dad, you know, they got to have the school there for a couple of reasons. Obviously, number one, try to get an education for their kiddo, who is now way behind because of last year. But number two, uh, moms and dads don't have any more time off because they took it all off last year to stay home with their kiddos. And now with the teachers and the schools shutting down even more days, now, moms and dads don't have the time to take off and stay home with the kids. Now, apparently, it's a huge mess. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSX.
2: That before COVID hit, uh huh, the Trump arm of the Republican Party, which seems to be the Republican Party now. Um, uh, did not even show up at the Kennedy Center. They, yeah. they they wouldn't go to the awards.
1: Right, because they weren't having them during the Trump years. <laughs> and, of course, they didn't have them during the pandemic year any, either. That was, uh, you know, a, a pathetic uh, attempt to pump up Joe Biden. They've been working at that. That was on the Jimmy Fallon show the other night. And Jimmy just turn around, Mr. President. Just, it was it was nauseating, right? Am I right about that, Chris? Am I right, Don? That was nauseating to watch how he was just fawning over the. Back. You were at the Kennedy Center Honors. Is we gave you a standing ovation because you're bringing class back to the White House by going to the by going to the Kennedy Center. By going to the Kennedy Center, you're bringing class back to the Oval Office. <laughs> That's what Fallon said. Now, hey. Look, I understand trying to butter somebody up. Fallon's thinking he's going to get something out of this. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe his bosses told him to do it, you know. Hey, gotta go. we gotta go. we got to pump this dude up, man. His numbers are terrible. But uh, that's that's like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Go ahead. Well, He is a comedian. Maybe <laughs> <he doesn't know.
2: laughs>
1: There's that. <laughs> it's that aspect yeah. of it. Thank you, Chris, for bringing that part up tonight. Right. Exactly. But, you know,
3: I mean, far be it from me to. To criticize Jimmy Fallon's work, but I'm going to. Yeah, go ahead. I, I remember Johnny Carson on the tonight show. And when it transitioned to Jay Leno, there was that little bit of time where it took some getting used to, but overall he did fine. Um and now we've got Jimmy Fallon, who really when you when you lump I don't even know who's on late night TV any longer. Not me. You know, exactly. But you know, and watching his clips, it's always uncomfortable to watch his interviews because he just falls over himself. With fake laughter and trying really hard to, True. to to be a part of that person's life other than the next two minutes when you're just supposed to interview them right um, to make some type of lasting impression it's just you know it it's not entertaining it's not funny and it's hard to watch well, I mean, and, and name they, one that is yeah well and case in point I mean even at times uh, with, uh, with uh, Colbert yep every now and then he can pull off something you know that's moderately funny and a decent interview. But I find that that's the exact opposite with Fallon.
1: It just doesn't happen. I I don't even see it with Colbert. He really uh, – Trump made them all crazy. It really did. <laughs> yeah, he really did. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like I said back in the first year of Donald Trump, he ruined the Democrat Party because they were just lost their minds over. Him. Well, so did these late night guys, right? And they turned away from their original core mission, which was to entertain people before they went to sleep. Right. They don't want to get all fired up right before they're going to sleep, and they decided that's what they were going to be. And and why is that? Yeah, well,
3: you you know it as well as I do. What you know, it was due to ratings. Well, of you course, know, it was ratings money. There you go. Sure. Yeah, you it, know, it became they became what they are now as opposed to entertainment. It's hard to to interchange what you see on the the network, you know, the news networks at night it, it is it, and what you see on the late night talk shows. Well, you know what It's happened. almost one of the same except the late night talk shows uh, you know, they have the 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 applause sign flashing. Uh-huh. So, you know, that's right. That's the only difference, really.
1: Well, and and that's right. And and the one who transitioned that successfully was John Stewart. Mm-hmm. But they are not John Stewart, so they no. can't do what John Stewart did with his show. They were attempting to do that, right? But you know, and, and,
3: and John Stewart is uh, agree with him or not, he is an intelligent, funny man, and
1: these guys right. are not. And, and so you know, when you look at a Fallon, or you look at a Kimmel or you look at a a uh, uh, Colbert, they're just not funny guys.
2: Well, Colbert, you know, I don't know if you remember, he kind of got a start on with John Stewart doing right, the thing that's, right, right. that's Right, that's right. he did, you know. Then he got his own thing, but he deceived people because you know he played a character that whole time. And I think he, a lot of his success then stemmed from the fact that he was actually a cons- playing a conservative, uh-huh. even though he was delivering it sarcastically. It was still kind of true when he was making fun of the liberals. That's true.
1: That's right. exactly right. Yeah. But these guys are not, uh, you know, again, old fart, but, you, you know, go back to those Carson days and those guys. Letterman, when he was starting out, before he got stupid uh, politically, and uh, they were entertaining. They were fun yeah. to watch, yeah. and you were entertained enough where you could just go to sleep feeling good, and now these guys, well, during the Trump era, because why? Because Trump brought ratings. Look at CNN's crash, and we all said it. We all said that CNN was going to crash when Trump went away, that they had to have Trump for their ratings. Didn't we say that? We said it for four years. It's always years. been the case, right. Four years we said yeah. it. And look at the crash of CNN mm-hmm. now that Donald Trump is not there for them to beat on. And the same thing is true with the – although they're trying. I mean, they, they keep bringing up January 6th and all, you know, all they can do. Right. Donald Trump or, or, uh, Joe Biden brought up Donald Trump on the Fallon show the other night. Well, you know, Donald Trump keeps perpetuating a lie and all, all that kind of stuff. But they're just not great entertainers, and, uh, and, and they're not really good. at. They, you know, you can always tell when somebody who is rather shallow politically mm-hmm. tries to be a political voice because they can't pull it off because they don't do their homework, and they mm-hmm. don't understand the issues, and they don't understand the people behind the issues. And Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel and those guys, they don't dig deep enough into the issues to understand it. They just don't
3: and they just rely on what the writers pass on to them before, well you know, a lot of that's true too the, an hour for the show right, you know, and there was a time where you could watch any of these hosts and know exactly what they were thinking when they would raise an eyebrow but just keep but just keep going instead of stopping and making yeah. some big deal out of it right you know Carson would raise an eyebrow or Letterman would look at the camera and just you know whatever expression he would even let out to to an extent you know but uh, but now it's just trying way too hard well to, to come off as something they are not and,
1: so. and uh, that's true and also to uh, to to their uh, what well, to, to their defense a little bit they don't have the entertainers that the Carson had. You know, Carson had the Sinatras of the world and the right. Dean Martins of the world yeah. and the Don Rickles of the world who were true, knew sure. uh, 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 you could hand, They could
3: hand the show
1: over to they did. them for the they next did. ten minutes or whatever. They right. did. Yeah. If you looked at the art of, of Johnny Carson, and you can go back and watch it now, his artfulness was getting out of the way mm-hmm. and allowing... Right. Richard Pryor to sit on that couch and make you laugh. Right. Just with his answers or a look. Like but, you said, a raise an eyebrow.
3: But, you know, watch the Fallon interview, even with President Biden. It just, it's just not there. It dies. Yeah. It just lays there. It tries too hard to be the interview, interviewer. Right. Just letting, you know, whatever the president had to say. Uh, just let him say it, whether he's going to stumble through it or not. You know, just right. let him go. That's that's your job.
1: Well, and and of course, that thing was pre-recorded, right. and he was on a television screen in the basement. They mm-hmm. do that so they can edit it and make it come out however they want it to come out. Right. It's not live. It's not spontaneous. And it sure wasn't funny or informative. So it was a big miss. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. And they're, and they're doing the same thing with Kamala. They, they both have such terrible... Polling numbers right now, they're doing all they can to try to prop them up, and then people see that and they go, "Oh, okay, well, I should feel better about this." And then they go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. and then they got to put car, you know gas in their car, diesel in their car, mm-hmm. and it's not funny. You know what this guy has single handedly done in eleven months alone. We're not even at the end of the year yet. In eleven months to people and and the amount of money they're spending for everyday deals is not funny there's nothing funny about that and his policies did it a year ago we weren't here this is not what this inflation and what's happening was not here a year ago and uh, people don't find it all that funny when they've got to go try to buy food or turn the heat on when it's cold in the house and they can't you know they got to decide which they're gonna do right (laughs) you know that's true by the way i gotta take a break but how are you feeling
3: Better, good, I mean, I don't really sound it, but you know it's just the sinus thing I've had going on, yeah, for the last six, seven days, or whatever, but, right, but overall, I feel okay,
1: well, don't the allergies understand they're not supposed to come around this time of year, you would think <laughs> it's the Christmas season you know, allergies,
3: come on, here we are, getting over well, Christmas is next week for crying out loud, Do right, you think. I could get a reprieve from all of that, but no, here we are.
1: Yeah, it's uh, two weeks from this past Saturday. Yeah, isn't it hard to I believe? I just cannot, I, I right. have no comprehension about that. I mean, it's just
3: unbelievable. I mentioned that to somebody just this morning. Um, you know, it's hard to believe Christmas is next week. And the look of panic on her face. Well,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you must be looking at me. Yeah. Because I'm feeling the same way, and right. I just, man. Yep. Uh, this Sunday, this coming Sunday night, I'll be uh, hosting Cornerstone Church's um, uh portraits of Christmas Christmas uh show. They're Christmas musical. Right. I'm on the EMC for that. And I'm guessing at that point it'll probably hit me about halfway through the show that it's Christmas time. Yeah probably but up to now it's <laughs> it yeah. just had to be know, I
3: just I'm the same way. It just seems like it's just kind of happening and, yeah. and you know, I have a tree in my living room. <laughs>
1: you <laughs> but, do, yeah. Well, you're ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, it's just kind of there. You well, know? you know, uh, Chris and I were talking earlier because he and Elaine and and Jack we're all off the last two weeks of the year. We had all this time to to use, so we're all off right. the last two weeks of the year. Well, rub it in a little more. Well, yeah, no, that's not why I was bringing it up. That's going to be the longest that I've been off since uh, since my son passed away. I've not been off that long. In right. years. Well, do you want me to call you? You know, I can call no. you at three in the morning. <laughs> I'll be up.
3: I'll scream at you on the phone. Like I will I, be awake. Yeah. I'll call you every day at three and you answer the phone and I'll say, Don't shoot, Trey.
1: <laughs> Which is what he says every morning when he arrives. where? Well, that's not exactly the no, word no, you use, no, but I, it's pretty close. I add
3: something for emphasis you, there. You just do it just to let you know that you're the boss. <laughs> and then I say
1: don't shoot. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I would say about our friends over at Lifestyles Unlimited make 2022 your year for success. And Lifestyles Unlimited is going to show you how to get there. And that's investing in real estate. How would you like to retire in five years or less? You know, it can happen. It really can. And Lifestyles Unlimited, those real estate mentors are going to teach you how to get there. As you know, real estate just continues to pr- improve year in and year out. If you look at the big moguls around the world, What are they heavily invested in? Real estate, real estate, real estate, real estate. So at Lifestyles Unlimited, they're going to teach you how to do it and do it right so you can maximize your income from real estate we're talking about passive income. Here's what I want you to do. Go to financialfreedomlivestream.com and use the promo code WARE WARE all in caps. You're going to get the financial freedom membership. Usually 740 for a year, you're going to get 2 years for 297, but you got to use my name. That's financialfreedomlivestream.com, promo code WARE WARE all in caps. Now these seminars are online or in person, whichever you choose, and this mentorship and this learning is amazing. Learn how to invest in real estate and make twenty twenty two your year for passive streams of income and start building your retirement that's lifestyles unlimited financialfree livestream dot com promo code where w a r e AccuWeather forecast, well, today, mostly cloudy with a high of 66. Tonight, on and off, rain and drizzle in the evening. And then tomorrow, warmer areas of drizzle in the morning. Then clouds and sunshine in the afternoon. And a high of 77. And on Wednesday, very warm and humid with periods of sunshine, 78. It's 50 degrees. Still
2: hoping for miracles. Every person we find or locate, we're just getting cell service back up in some places. So we are finding people, and every single moment is, is incredible.
1: That is Governor Beshear. Hey! They are just uh, devastated in Kentucky. But uh, it is also uh, something that happened in uh, a number of other states. Um, You had Illinois affected by it. You had Tennessee affected by it. It's amazing how many states were hit by these tornadoes. And, in fact, um, one of the tornadoes that went through, that one that you see most of the destruction from, uh, it looks like it could be the longest on-ground tornado ever that we've had in America since 1925, since 1925. So it's pretty amazing when you look at the the numbers and see how huge this was. Uh, they still aren't sure on death toll at this point, and they they won't be for quite some time because they've, you know, obviously they're still digging through rubble with all that destruction. It reminded me of of Gerald back in the 1990s. I've never seen anything like that in my life when they had the E5 go through up there. And um, my dad and I were doing the show at the time, the wear pair. And I called the uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce up there. I said, can we come up there and, and do our show and just to try to relate what the damage is like? So we went up there just outside of Cedar Park, outside of Austin. And uh, the the only structure that remained decently intact, it had a lot of damage to it, but decently intact where we could do our show from was like the Chamber of Commerce building. Can you believe that? And we went there. And I, I've never – just the, the destruction that you see that these things – can can do um some some buildings completely gone just well many buildings and many homes completely gone just a slab of concrete there uh i remember a wendy's up there um just had the deep freezer remaining and that's where all the employees and customers went they went into the deep freeze chamber closed the door and the building came down around them i think there was an albertson's up there and stuff like that just totally destroyed uh, I've never seen anything like it. And it, the only thing that we've ever seen that we can relate that to outside of a movie in real life, of course, is when we see the images from war where the bombs have gone off, you know, Berlin and stuff like that. Well, that's what this looked like up there to me. And that's the only thing I could say. Well, this is eerily looking the same when you look at the television images and you see the utter destruction and the, the debris and everything that's just everywhere. It's it's a horrific, horrific look. And, Again, we're not we're not sure about the death toll. Um, the governor did say seventy to one hundred was the number that he was feeling like it was going to be in Kentucky alone. Um, of course, right away, uh, Joe Biden and the left they took in on uh, on global warming and blamed it on global warming and climate change. Said, well, because the the globe is getting warmer, these things are getting more intense. We do know that as a fact, he said that as our, uh, as our world warms, that these things are going to get more intense. He said that like speaking out of his left ear, because that's not the fact. Sorry, Charlie, but that's not true. He's perpetuating a lie in order to advance a political cause, and that political cause is to be able to take more money away from you and give it to his friends. Back in the day, they did it with labor. Remember when they had all the labor organizations and the unions back in the day, and the Democrats funneled money to the unions, and the unions turned around and paid as donors for the Democrats to get Democrats elected. For years now, since Roe v. Wade in 1973, the Democrats have done the exact same thing with the abortion industry. They funnel money to the abortion industry, all even though they're not supposed to. They still do it. And the abortion industry turns around and funnels money to the Democrat Party and the Democrat uh, candidates. Well, that's all this Green New Deal nonsense is about. It's not about reality. It's not about facts. This is about these donors and and funneling money to these donors, your money, taking it from you. And you're staring at the brake lights right now to make it. And they're going to take it from you, and they're going to give it to them, and they're going to turn around and take their cut and give it right back to the Democrats. The facts are this. Tornadoes are not becoming more frequent. The average remains to be right around 1,200 or so observed each year. The average, 900 to 1,600. Don't let the facts get in the way, says FEMA director Deanne Criswell. She said, well, this is a new normal because of uh, global warming and because of climate change, this is going to be our new normal. I wish that they would be fact-checked because it's simply not true bjorn lumberg who is the author of skeptical environmentalist and uh, the copenhagen consensus center says by by playing to tasteless politics it ignores the opportunity to find smart solutions he went on to say the official count of strong to violent tornadoes in the us do not show an increase but rather a downwards trend Approximately one less tornado every two years since 1954. Now, there are years when the number, the overall number of tornadoes is up. That's a natural thing. We're living on a living planet that heats and cools and heats and cools over time. But that has no correlation to what you and I are doing right now, and certainly no correlation to violent tornadoes. They see more tornadoes now. Why? Because they have the equipment to see more tornadoes. They're not seeing more violent tornadoes. They're seeing more EF-0s and EF-1s. Why? Well, because they have Doppler radar and they have storm chasers and all those kind of things now that they can find these tornadoes and report them that they couldn't before. In other words, our technology for discovering these things, we've done it on purpose so that we would know that they're there so that we could warn people. Our technology is showing more. That doesn't mean they've increased. We're just seeing more. That's all. It's like the discovery of the airwaves you're listening to me right now. They've always been there since the creation of the planet, but they didn't discover them until last century, that these airwaves that my voice are going over right now existed. Well, the same thing is true with the tornadoes. But as far as violent tornadoes, EF4s and above, The numbers are decreasing. The peak year was 1974, and they've been the EF4 and above's have been going down every year since then. Going down every year since then. So when somebody says to you at the coffee pot this morning, "Man, what a terrible, uh, you know, terrible scene! All that weather was, and all those tornadoes." That's global warming. That's climate change, man. You say to them, "What are your statistics? And what study?" are you basing that on and they won't be able to cite it because the opposite is true in the US strong tornadoes damages have been declining since the 1950s not increasing. Hey, what's up, my friends over at Window World and Martin Bamba and his great team at the number one company for replacement windows and siding stuff for your home is Window World. The family has been in business in San Antonio since 1947. They know how to treat customers every day, and they're going to do it right at Window World. You're going to love these windows. Now, if you want to go with traditional white, man, it's beautiful, and they really pop with whatever the color of the brick is or the siding on your home. That white really pops. But They've got numerous colors to choose from, and all these windows are manufactured specifically for your home. In other words, they don't go back to the shop and find some in-stock windows and come out there and try to make it fit in your in your home. No, sir. No, ma'am. What they do is they have these made specifically for your home so they fit right. They look fantastic. They provide you with the best in energy efficiency, highest rated anywhere, best warranties in the industry and they have master installers certified master installers who are going to be putting these in your home with window world i did it last year love our windows i know you are too and the experience of working with window world one of the best i've ever had with any company on the planet window tx.com and
2: on the phone at 210-767 Cardi wishing you a merry christmas from everyone at news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071
1: all right, it's uh, 638 Ware, KTSA. It's Monday, the 13th of uh, December. 210 uh, 599 Thanks for joining us uh, as we dig into the news uh, every weekday morning. And Sean's off today, so I'll be here till 11 today. Um, one of the stories that's been circulating around for a few months now uh, concerns Texas uh, State Representative Matt Krause out of uh, the Fort Worth area. And he published a list. I think there's 850 or so books on this list that are concerning um and and should be concerning to parents is his position and uh the reason it's back in the news now is that uh, northeast independent school district one of the largest in the state uh said yeah we're going to take a look at some of these books we're going to go through them and see if uh if they are objectionable and should be removed uh this on the heels of of the books that we've been telling you about that have been found in virginia school libraries that are absolutely disgusting and i believe some of them illegal when you're talking about showing books in a school library or a public library of men and boys uh in compromising positions yeah th- th- that definitely is illegal you couldn't sell it at a porn shop but yet somehow these libraries can stock it so uh the the uh the state representative cross uh, is joining me right now on the stevens roofing newsmaker hotline to dig in this uh, a little bit deeper and sir we appreciate your time this morning thanks for coming on
0: yeah, absolutely. Good morning. Good morning.
1: So, am I right? Is it 850 or so, some odd books? Something like that?
0: There, there were 850 books on the list that we sent out. But, it, but as we told folks, uh, this isn't exhaustive. It's not exclusive. These were just books that seemed like they could come under the purview now of some of the changes that were made to Texas law uh, in the last regular session. What were the
1: criteria for making the list?
0: Well, we really don't go into specifics uh, on pending or potential investigations, um, but what one thing that we that we can say is that Texas made changes to two uh, portions of uh, of statutory code this session. One dealing with uh, sexual health uh, and uh, human sexuality, and the other on race. And so, uh, you'll notice in the letter that we sent out to the school districts, we actually take. Direct quotes from those pieces of legislation in our uh, letter and say, Do you have books that pertain to this? Because uh, one of the things that we had heard from some folks is that some of that legislation be- had been written too broadly, and you know, maybe we needed to narrow that to make sure we weren't bringing in books that were perfectly fine or permissible. So we wanted to get an idea of how many books were out there that. Under this new uh, these new statutory frameworks, to see if there we ne- needed to do anything different at the legislature.
1: Can you give me an example of a book or two that uh, would be on that list for sure that should be excluded from the schools?
0: Well, uh, as you may have seen, talking about some of the. Uh, the national coverage and even the state coverage. There's a book called Gender Queer. Um, that when you look at it, uh, it's it's pornographic. And uh, whatever you think about diversity of thought, exposing kids to different viewpoints and things like that. I think we can all agree that pornography, uh, pedophilia, some of those extreme cases should not be in our school libraries, in our school classrooms. And so that's been one of the examples that was up here uh, in the DFW area, which drew a lot lot of complaints and frustration from parents
1: so representative how do books like that make it into a classroom or, or into the library this is just it's insane and any person with a modicum of common sense can look at that and say no that doesn't well first of all you know some of these in my view you can't buy them at the, at the porn shop much less have them in a school library how are they even legal
0: Well, and that's a great question, and that's one of the reasons, if you notice in the letter we initially sent out, we asked, how much did you spend on these books? Uh, You know, were these books being purchased by the school district? Were they being donated by others? Uh, Is it teachers just bringing them into their classrooms as part of their classroom reading, Uh, or is it the school purchasing them? So you ask a great question. I don't know if there's a... uh, Uh, 100% answer out there yet, the various reasons, but somebody thought it was a good idea to have this book in a school library for their middle schoolers or high schoolers. uh, And I think that shows very poor judgment.
1: Well, uh, ultimately, who's responsible and who's in charge? And if they find you, you mentioned a a minute ago, you don't comment on pending cases. So I didn't know there were any pending cases, but who, who stands to be uh, punished or removed from their position if such literature, literature, listen to me, if, if this porn shows up in the uh, libraries. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, uh, Governor Abbott actually took uh, our our inquiry, our letter, uh, a step further uh, and asked TEA and the state board to uh, promulgate new guidelines on what can and what uh, is not appropriate in our classrooms and even went a step further than that and said we're launching investigations. And, in fact, TEA is looking into one of the school districts up here in the DFW area right now to see if uh, some of the books and some of the material in that district violated state law. And so – Um, We'll see what we'll see what comes of those uh, investigations and what comes of those uh, looks into these uh, school districts. But um, if if you have something that's against state law, uh, not just, you know, literature that that you find uh, might not be the best, but if it's pornographic and it violates state law, there could be something serious there although there is an education exception to our uh, pornography obscenity laws. I don't know if that's enough to shield the school district uh, from any kind of uh, violation, but that may be something the legislature needs to look at next session to uh, look at that exception and and maybe take that out.
1: Finally, what recourse or what aids do moms and dads, parents, have to be able to go to the school and look instead of waiting for Johnny – To come home with a book he says what's this mom you know uh if if a mom or a dad wants to be proactive and get up there to the library how do they go about doing that
0: yeah and that's a great question really that's been one of the best things of this entire Uh, controversy, if you want to call it that, whether it's in Virginia, whether it's been in Texas, is that it's opened the eyes of parents to be, hey, you know what? I need to make sure I'm engaged and involved in what my kids are reading, what they're bringing home, what's in the schools. A lot of schools and school districts now have a searchable library uh, online where you can see the different titles that they have. Um, But there are processes at pretty much every school and every district where if you find something that's inappropriate or you find something that you think is beyond the pale, there's a procedure where you can try to get that book out of uh, the classroom or out of the library. And so I'd encourage all of your listeners uh, to get themselves familiar with the, the different procedures and processes in that district, because that's, that's the biggest answer to this entire issue is parent involvement and parent engagement. And if you understand how you can go about the procedures and the different things to, to get those books out, it helps you when you go in to talk to the school district or Talk to the teacher or principal uh, to see what you can do about getting this inappropriate material out of the schools.
1: Well, I don't know, and I'll leave you with this. I don't know if there's any um, consequences that are in the legislation. If not, the legislation in my view should be um, uh, should be revisited next session and consequences be put in there. But if a librarian or a administrator or a principal or a teacher, somebody's responsible somebody approved those books to come into that library they just didn't show up on the shelves so somebody said okay let this book in there whoever it is needs to have their butt canned and be put in the unemployment line right away it's unacceptable
0: well, and, and we need to uh, applaud uh, districts like Northeast ISD, which I grew up in San Antonio and actually went to a Northeast ISD school. So um, uh, applaud them for taking their own initiative and saying, hey, we have some books that we think might be inappropriate. Uh, and So we're going to take our own look and, and make sure that our kids are only getting the, uh, you know, uh, having the opportunity yeah. to be exposed to those things that are appropriate. That, that's good. And so we need to appreciate and applaud them for that and make sure other districts follow suit. Where'd you go school? thousand oaks elementary oh yeah
1: okay and left right after elementary or
0: well my mom got a job at castle hills uh first baptist school so yeah. i went to castle hills from fifth until i graduated george
1: harris and that group over there good folks
0: good that people. that's exactly right yeah good that's people exactly right
1: yeah I'm a, I'm a roosevelt guy so northeast myself well it's good talking to you this morning matt i appreciate your time and, and we'll be in touch as this story continues to develop
0: Yes sir sounds great you have a great day You too that is uh state
1: representative Matt Krauss joining me on the uh, KTSA Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline Let me tell you about my friend Matt Spawn Spawn Law for years now I've been telling you that he is the best estate uh, estate planning attorney that I've ever known And when it comes to planning your estate, this is not something you want to put on the back burner. It's not something you want to try to do on your own. This is something you want to take really seriously if you care about all these great assets that you have spent a lifetime working for and you want to get them into the hands of the people that you want to get them to. Matt Spawn, S-P-A-H-N, Spawn Law, will make that happen. He's been doing it for over 30 years. He understands Texas estate law like nobody else. He understands how you are concerned about retaining the control of where your assets go, not turning it over to a probate judge, not allowing family members to argue over this, that, the other, not allowing some outsider to come in and argue over your assets. No. At Matt Spawn, Spawn Law, he'll make sure through a trust and a, a just a wonderful job of how he you puts your whole plan together that it's transitioned upon your death to the people you wanted to get to. Uh, he's just amazing. Matt Spawn, two ten eight eight three. And Amazon Web Services says we're sorry. This year, the price of a used car is up thirty percent. Beef prices up twenty one percent. Crude oil up fifty five percent. Dimensional lumber up 35%, wheat up 37%, sugar up 33%, corn 39%, coffee 108%, breakfast cereal 114%. Year over year, Um, inflation's out of control. And my friend Carl Eggers, com, is joining me here on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Outline. Morning, Carl.
2: Good morning, Trey. Yeah, it's the highest in 39 years. Uh, 1982, we can go back and remember. I think you were, like, maybe five or six years old, if I, yeah, if I recall, something like that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, I mean, listen, the, the inflation is – we've been talking about it for months on here, and it's, it's high enough to where, number one, the Federal Reserve isn't using this term that's saying it's, it's temporary anymore, right? Uh, transitory is what they've been saying. They're saying they're not going to say that anymore. And now, this week, they're going to meet, and there's a good chance they're going to start picking up the pace on reining back what they call quantitative easing, meaning all this stimulus of buying bonds and putting this money in the system, they're going to start slowing that down. Now, they they already told us they were going to do that. But this week, they may come out and say, we're going to speed that up because we acknowledge there's a little more inflation. And what that means is if they do that, not only does does that happen, but it could lead to them actually raising interest rates. Now, Mm -hmm. it's good for some people. It's going to be good for those listening that say, great, I may start to get a little more in my money markets and savings accounts and CDs, but raising interest rates could have repercussions for people borrowing money, right, for homes and cars and, and other things like that. So, again, we'll see what happens, but the idea is if they don't do something, this inflation could continue for a while. Yeah. and you know get even further out of control
1: and it's going to affect the the market in a big way creating dot is where you find carl eggers and right here every monday morning at this time where in rhyme a, without sean coming up next ktsa